April Maza. And this is Christy Showman Fair. And this podcast is overdue. We're friends and colleagues, librarians, librarians. And on this podcast, we talk about books and other stuff we're loving. Good morning, April. Good morning, Christy. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. We are in the future. 2024. (laughs) Doesn't that sound like it's science fiction? Yes. No, I still think it's like 2008 or something. So I, I get have a very confused. Keep, and uh, I straight up wrote 2004 as my date oh. the other day. <laughs> I've been actually yep. pretty good. I haven't had to write 2024 much in the last few days, but when I have, I've done it. I've done it right. That's great. I I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I apparently went back in time. I had no children. <laughs> I did not have the job I had. I'd never heard of podcasts. <laughs> 2004, y'all. <laughs> I know. Well, and that's wild to think that's 20 years ago. Kinda. And my uh, cat is bothers me a little wild right now because she knows that I'm trying to do something. <laughs> oh, of course. Yes. That's why I gave I gave Johnny his special snack early because Ooh. this would not happen if if he wanted that. He gets really uh we'll say active yeah. <laughs> for snack time. There is no snack time, but I don't yeah. You you can see her, but I don't think there'll be any audio. She's a very quiet kitty. Most She's of very them. cute. I like her front mittens. And her back legs. <laughs> her orange pants. Yes, everybody. My cat's name is Carrot. April named her. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. But I wanted it to be called Carrot Pants, right? Well, I do call her that sometimes. <laughs> yes, Carrot Pants. Because she's a tabby cat who looks like they ran out of tabby in the factory. <laughs> That's what my friend Laura says. Uh, and then, then they just gave her Carrot Pants. Yeah, she has on orange pants. It's yes. She is really one of the more unique cats I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Yes. I like that I'm sneaking this in. She's not my love, but I, I do really love her and she's relatively new. So I think, I think she's worthy. And now you can post a pic on she's a guest. our Instagram. Yes. yes. I have a great picture of her legs. <laughs> nice legs, cat. Uh, I can say this because I don't think she'll ever listen to this, but um, uh, your cat. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. My cat will never listen to the podcast. No, but uh, somebody who is close to our family. Uh, saw the picture of Carrot and said, are you okay with her being that color? Oh, well. Wow. I was like, what do you mean? She's a cat. Interesting. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> now, what if you weren't? Right? That, like, that's have- the real question. <laughs> that's oh, um, very interesting. Yeah. So I everybody, of- she's sitting on my lap. And this is the way I ha- have to like um, keep her from being neurotic during the, while we were recording. So yeah, well, it's that's the new, the new normal, right? Yeah. Ooh, she's purring. I wonder if I can. Oh. Oh, I hear her. I don't know if they'll pick up. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. I hear it. Okay. Maybe we'll turn this into an ASMR. <laughs> Please don't. Oh no. Well, actually, so speaking of. Yes. I was going to save this to later, but I think it fits in now because it's also one of my past loves. Although, except now my phone has decided to do the spinning wheel of death. No. All right. Well, we'll see. 
Oh, no, it's back. Okay. Um, I had a love from a while back. Um, I can't remember what episode, but I talked about sleep stories. That's why oh, yeah, I remember me of that. it. Yeah. Yeah. And one of my favorites is the Sleepy Time broadcast. Yeah. Uh, done by this voice actor. Ooh, so loud. <laughs> She's a good purr. She is. Yeah. Purr. purr. Um, <laughs> I think we are both a little punchy today. <laughs> um, but I hope people don't mind. It's it's our New Year's special. Uh, but yeah. So Eric Bra is a voice actor and does this uh sleep story podcast and I felt like hey now that I have a full-time job I'm gonna make a donation and support this you know creator this oh, person awesome. that helps me yeah helps me sleep you know I wanted to show my thanks and so I did that and you know you get like a thank you email and so that was nice but then I got a message um you know sort of a more personal Thank you of gratitude, including this, which I'm going to play for you. It's like a bonus story. Good evening. Welcome to the Sleepy Time broadcast. Stories designed for sleep. In each episode, I will read a piece of literature in a slow and comforting way. In the hopes that I can send you off to dreamland. This is a special version for April. April, thank you. Your donation means so much, and I really appreciate it. Isn't that awesome? Oh, my God, he said your name. He said my name. Uh, (laughs) I was so tickled. And then also, it goes on. It's like a whole bonus story. Wow. um, I haven't listened to the whole thing, because, of course, I'll Because he'll put you to sleep. sleep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's written by another, like, a fellow listener, And in my sort of, you know, message saying, oh, thanks. You know, I just said something like, thanks for putting me to sleep every night. And (laughs) my favorite is the Norse mythology one. Um, And I don't know why. It's just my favorite. And so a lot of times if I'm really amped up, I just know, like, if I listen to that one, I'll fall asleep. And I'll enjoy it while, even if I stay awake. Um, So I mentioned, you know, that's just my favorite. Um, and he like brings that up in the message too, like one of his favorites in this story I might find similar. And I just was like, that's the coolest thing ever. So wow. Yeah. So now I wonder, do our listeners feel that way when we talk about them? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it is kind of like a very uh you feel like you're you're seen. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. Um and that and that those things do make a difference and that, not to necessarily segue to, no, you know, I didn't plan to segue to like our, we do have a Patreon and our Ko-Fi coffee thing, but also <laughs> just like, you know, I make it a point to do reviews and subscribe because um, that really does help get it does. your podcast seen. And so other people can enjoy it and um just all that fun stuff. But, you know, what a cool way to thank someone. Yeah, um, that's fantastic. And we, have little, we have little incentives, too, but nothing is as cool as that. Although I don't think anyone wants to hear my voice um, put them to sleep. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very good really at reading <laughs> uh, guided meditation stories. I have a lot of practice with those. Oh, yeah? I do. I reading do one them of my... to others? Yes. Yes. 
I, um, nice. one of my kids needed it. Mm-hmm. And so we have a, a set of them that I would read out loud. That's nice. Work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, that stuff can really work. Not for everyone. Um, I had actually seen something on Instagram. You had told me about this idea, but it was um, like a therapist recommending it when you can't fall asleep to do the thing where you pick a category and then try to think of a thing for every letter of the yeah. alphabet. So like, yeah. it could be food or um, movies or whatever. But it was interesting because in the comments, like a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, that would never work for me. That would send me in the spiral of like, you know, I'd be like, hey, apple. Oh, I got to get apples tomorrow. And <laughs> this is my favorite kind of apple. And oh, remember that time I went apple picking? And yeah, I, I did it for a little while. And then I found that I was still awake. And so I would get so yeah. far down the line that I would say, okay, I'm going to do feminine names with two syllables ending in a vowel. Like it would wow. have to be that Very complicated, complicated. <laughs> for me to start. Like, yeah. So I'd be like, Anna, Blanca, Clara, (laughs) you know, like it just, it was, it it, it stopped working, but there are lots of different ways. Yeah. Well, and one way to fall asleep, at least for me, is to read. (laughs) (laughs) That's a wonderful segue. Transition to that. Because this is a book podcast. (laughs) It is a book podcast. One also that we have, we have this new format where we're kind of limiting ourselves to talk about books and things we love. And then we just started off with probably like 10 minutes of <laughs> silliness. Um, oh, yeah. We, we, we have a hard time keeping it short. But uh, but it has been a while since we last recorded. So yes. And thank you, everybody, for your patience. I did yes. have some people reach out and say, are, are you going to have a new episode? Yeah. And April very lovingly and quickly got two episodes out at the end of the year, which was fantastic. And um, we promise we are going to do, or at least try to do a bit yeah. better this year. 2023 was hard. Yeah, we it was, had it was a hard year. Stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. And not all bad. No, uh, just life transitions. Yeah. That made, you know, having a, a side hobby a little challenging. Yes. That's it exactly. And so, yeah, we do appreciate your patience. We do have um, a giveaway coming up. Yes, yes, we do. I'm calling it the guilty giveaway (laughs) because we both have felt a little bad about not having, uh, you know, as many episodes as we'd like. And um, yeah, so we'll post that on Instagram. Our um, handle is at this pod is overdue. Do people still call it a handle? I don't think so. I feel old. <laughs> I fe- feel like handle is for when you have like <laughs> ham radios. <laughs> or thinking like, what about your AIM username? Yeah. <laughs> I think username. Yeah. You can yeah. find us well, on Instagram at this pod is overdue. Do that. And, yes. <laughs> yeah. and you can still email us at this pod is overdue at gmail.com. We love hearing from people. We really, really do. All right. Well, let's dig into books. Do you want to go yeah, first? Sure. And this is a, the, actually a really great way to go into it because um, so my book this time is a first. It was a request. It is not. Oh. I don't usually do this. I've never, never. Well, first off, I've never had somebody say, can you please cover this book? This time it was less can you and more you have to. So um, a little bit of context and backstory is the the two episodes that came out at the end of December, I was listening to them in the car because I, I like to hear, oh, is that a cat? Yes. 
like, this is the cat episode. Okay. So I was in the car listening because I drive a lot for my job and I like to hear how everything comes together and hear what our, our listeners hear. And I happened to be taking one of my kids to an appointment and I didn't switch over to music. So we just finished listening to the, um, the podcast. And then we went to the next episode. And so at the end of it, they said, you know, I, I, I really like this. And you should do um, this book that we talked about in my class. Then while they were in class, uh, they sent me um, a text asking if they could talk about the podcast with their teacher and their classmates. So if any of you... No, it's private. (laughs) (laughs) No, right? No, nobody can listen to the podcast. Um, No, I was just like giddy. Absolutely giddy. Yeah. Um, I love that. And so, if anybody heard about this podcast because of their English class, hello, welcome. You know, my kid. And I am going to talk about Harbor Me by Jacqueline Woodson today, um, which is a book that they did in their English class. So, uh, Harbor Me is one of Jacqueline Woodson's novels. You know, she writes a wide variety of, of books from middle grade to picture books to books in verse to adult books, even. This one was, is I think it's her 33rd book, which is wild. Uh, It was published in 2018, which I think is specific is especially relevant because um, when I was reading it with my kid, there were points where I thought it was referencing certain news stories that happened in like 2019, 2020, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't. It just is so, it touches upon topics that are just so current still today. So it's the story of six kids who are all in a fifth, sixth grade class. um, And they allude to it a few times throughout the story that the class is for kids who have uh, learning difficulties and that it's kind of an experiment. They've put them in this class with a teacher just them, very small class. And their teacher, Miss Laverne, ends up saying every week at the end of the week on Friday at two o'clock, they go to a different room and it's just the kids to sit there and talk. And at three o'clock, they're free to go and the, the week is over. But no teachers, um, no adults, and the kids, just kids there. Uh, it has kind of a breakfast club vibe in that way. So for anybody who's <laughs> you know seen the 80s movie, these kids are not in detention though. They're there just part of their regular school day. And they're kids who have a lot of stuff going on, You know, very serious things from bullying to um, immigration issues, to death in the family, to having a parent um, incarcerated. And you know, so it takes a little while for them to warm up to each other, but they end up having this really strong bond as they they reveal what has been going on in their life. The narrative structure of this book is it actually asks a lot of readers. Um, it's not a very straightforward narrative structure. It starts off with our the main character, Haley, thinking about that class. I think it's now like summer, end of the school year you know, gearing up to the next year. And she's thinking about that time when all six of them were together mm. and she had a, a voice recorder. And so sometimes list would go back and listen to the stories that they told each other. Woodson's writing is just fantastic. I mean, it always is. She is known for her poetry. Um, even her narrative in in prose is lyrical. Um, she chooses just the right words at the right time, amazing metaphor and you know, language use. And I can totally see why this was chosen as a book to read for English class. It's short, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, it has a lot of character development and insight, but so many different things to d- discuss from current topics to emotions, um, to friendship and to narrative elements. 
one of the things that one of the quotes that I wrote down, which I think kind of sums up the whole book is, I think this is what the world is stories on top of stories, all the way back to the beginning of time. And it really does do that. She she even goes back to the Lenape as Mm. the original caregivers and inhabitants of New York. This all takes place in Brooklyn. And it's really just a fantastic book. I had read it when it came out in 2018. Then I when I was requested that we cover it on the <laughs> podcast, I realized I needed to refresh. Uh, so I listened to the audiobook, which is really a fantastic oh, yeah. production. Does, um, the author read it? Uh, well, kind of. So it is a full cast production, oh, which is really interesting because when you read the print book, when there's dialogue, it's not always super clear who's talking and who isn't because, again, it's often in Haley's flashback or she's playing the recorder. But they pull that out so it's very clear who is speaking. And there are different voice actors who do each of the characters. And Jacqueline Woodson is plays the teacher oh, okay. and her son is one of the characters. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so at the end of the audiobook, there's actually an interview between Jacqueline Woodson and her son. Uh, so it's a really nice uh, way That's to kind really of wrap cool up and too. sum up the book. Yeah. You know, it was really wonderful. What I especially liked about this is getting to experience a kid reading it too. Mm-hmm. You know, so often I read books that are written for children or teens and and just have that experience myself. You know, I don't necessarily see the excitement or hear the questions and the conversation that happens surrounding the book. This time, it was like in real time that um, I got to witness all of that, plus some of the assignments that the their teacher pulled out and had them do. So one of the assignments was taking some a quote or um, an instance in the book and then writing a thought piece about it. And, you know, thinking about like this quote, the stories on stories could have been one, but there are a lot of references to real news issues or things Mm -hmm. from like racism and racial profiling to immigration and what happens to a family when one parent is taken away um, Mm -hmm. by immigration to be deported. And so there are just so many different things. And I I loved getting to watch that unfold as my kid was reading it. So yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And an interesting perspective too to like, have it be a class reading it. And also just how cool they're reading something yes, like <laughs> contemporary yeah. and relevant. And um that's yeah. really, you know, refreshing. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it's fantastic. And to to see, like, what the assignments could be and, yeah, the group discussion. That sounds really cool. Yeah. And there's um, a really fantastic interview with Jacqueline Woodson from the Miami Book Fair. Is it the book, Miami Book Fair? Um, it was on PBS Books. And I found it in my research for um, this, for doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that's the interview that um, my kid's English teacher shared. Oh, cool. So, because uh, actually one of the things that my kid was saying is that the original title was something about Dreams of America. My kids were like, I would never have picked it up if it was <laughs> titled right. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the title Harbor Me is, you know, draws in the concept of people as harbors and mm-hmm. being, you know, the friendships and the um, connections that we make with people can give somebody else a safe harbor in a time of need and that these kids were their harbors for each other. Right. Oh, very cool. So harbor me. I've been thinking a lot about Jacqueline Woodson's books too. Um, I, this is, I'm not trying to cheat and this isn't my love, (laughs) 
But my husband and I did just finish watching uh, Dickinson on Apple TV, which is kind of a fictional retelling of Emily Dickinson's life. Oh, okay. I don't and, know it. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, I, I, it almost was my love for this episode. But, um, oh, but I've reason, never even heard of it. Oh, I, actually, Scott found it. I was surprised. But um, Haley St- Stan- Steinfeld, Steinfield. I'm going to get her name right. I, I didn't research it because it's not my love. Uh, <laughs> she said she plays the um, Emily Dickinson and um, Jane Krakowski plays her mom. And so when we first started watching it, I was like, this has to be a comedy. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> and it is. There are a lot of things <laughs> yeah. that are very funny, but then it, they're also dramatic things. But hmm. the connection, there's a connection, um, <laughs> is that um, the very first book that I ever read of Jacqueline Woodson's was Feathers. Um, which is a novel, historical fiction um, novel, came out in 2007. Um, but the title comes from an Emily Dickinson poem, The Hope is a Thing Aww. with Feathers. And I, it, th- that book st- has stayed with me for years. And I think that's the, that's the thing about Jacqueline Woodson's writing is that she knows how to tap into that mm-hmm. real humanity in a way that you just keep thinking about it. Yeah. And so I think that's why my kid was like, you have to talk about this book. I've been thinking about it. I've never thought right. about something this deeply before that's in school. So, cool. so I love that. Yeah. I love that. And that's funny too, that you mentioned like the first book you ever read of hers. I remember mine. It was Locomotion. Oh, and, yes. Yeah. And I get like, I'm not, I couldn't tell you the synopsis or anything like that, but it's like, I re- I remember the, the title because yeah. I don't know, that will just always stick with me. And it like set me on the path of being a fan. So, yeah. But I did not realize how many books she had written because I have not read them all. But So many. Yeah, that's really, so, so really many. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you read? Well, you know, and usually we we find some parallels, but I, I'm I'm not at the moment. <laughs> my books are really kind of different. Um, although I did listen to the audio. There you go. Um, <laughs> it's an audio book. Um, and it's Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. <gasps> and <laughs> I love. So you're excited. Yes, I am. Um, I actually have not read any of her other books. I know she's super popular. But I just hadn't, you know, I mean, there's just so many books out there. I hadn't really come across them. And it came across my radar actually through work. And uh, so even though I don't work in a library anymore, I work at Novelist. And we talk about books all the time. (laughs) And (laughs) books are are like sort of part of the world. Um, And so and it's also just really fun to um, like I have like this research tool at my fingertips uh, which I didn't use for this because I wrote wrote up my notes <laughs> <laughs> um, after some coffee. But anyway, oh, we're such good librarians. Um, and you know, this is <laughs> this is the first in a series, and we have discussed many times that you know neither of us are like huge fans of that. But I actually felt like you know I'd be okay if I only read the first one. I'm not like chomping at the bit, but I would also be happy to read more. I really liked this book. I really liked the characters. Um, so you've already read it. I take, I did. I listened to it. Yeah. Oh, you did too. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't uh, read it and are curious, there's this young woman, Alex, whose real name is galaxy, which I love. <laughs> um, she has like kind of a hippie mom. She's like 20 years old, I think, you know, which is, is interesting age. Uh, <laughs> because it's not, well, it's like not, 
it's not really YA. Yeah. Um, but it has YA vibes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I was drawn to it for that. Like, I also like, you know, this sort of unique perspective. I don't think there's like a ton of books about college age students. Um, but Alex has had a, a tough life and she's sort of been involved with some like CD characters and when I wrote down the word CD, I was like, that's a funny word <laughs> to describe people. Um, and, uh, you know, she's like had like drug dealer boyfriend and like, you know, kind of like dead end jobs dropped out of school. Um, she's also the only survivor of this like really horrific multiple homicide. Um, and I don't want to, you know, give too much away because like really part of the pleasure of this book is sort of discovering as you go along, like what really happened. And Alex is sort of an unreliable narrator in some ways. She's really tough because of her, you know, just her life. And so you, you kind of never know what's a front with her. And, and the story takes place where she wakes up in this hospital and she's offered a free ride to Yale as long as she works for this organization that is basically like the monitor of the secret societies. And I just love this premise like that, um, you know, the secret societies are not only real, like if you think like skull and bones, like they're, they're real and there are more of them than you might. They're really, yeah. That you might, um, (laughs) that you might not know, but in this series, they're, they're also very powerful in terms of like supernatural and the occult. And so like these super powerful people, it's not just about like, Oh, the connections they made at Yale. It's like blood was shed so that you could become, you know, a Supreme court justice or, you know, this big wall street person or whatever. I don't even know what people do on wall street. (laughs) Um, So you sort of like, get into that but like what's Alex's role in that why was she chosen to be one of the monitors because these groups you know if sort of left to their own devices would be very dangerous they're already dangerous but they would be even more deadly and and dark uh so yes I really liked the characters of course especially Alex but then she has sort of this funny relationship with like a local detective and they have like the fun banter. I really liked this dark academia genre. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. And I want to read more of that. I think if you like enjoyed college, if you like, you know, like a idyllic New England college campus kind of setting, but with magic and like I said, the occult and paranormal, supernatural, all that stuff. You like this. And, you know, because of course there's like, you know, mysticism in books and Mm -hmm. she's also like trying to like, yeah, she's trying to like get, you know, do okay in school and all of this. And there's humor to it. So I always like humor, especially when you have something dark, like sort of offsets Mm -hmm. that. And And it's my sort of sense of humor, like dry and sarcastic. And as I mentioned to like, you know, Alex's life has been hard. And so she's got like this tough exterior. And I I wonder if you think that too, like she's been afraid, like she's Mm -hmm. had a lot of trauma and fear and she's been hurt. And so it's like a self-defense mechanism. I'm not. 
Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She agrees. Um, (laughs) What came to mind was like hard exterior, soft, squishy marshmallow. Yeah. Yeah. And so you really like, you really do feel for her and that, you know, and I've seen like other reviews and like, it's very authentic. Like, and I think that's what helps it work in a fantasy world. Like some fantasy, it's so fantastical. Like even the characters, they're just it's fine and it's fun, but they're not like, they don't necessarily feel like real people. They're not relatable. Yeah. 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 And that's, like I said, that's like, okay, when you want that, but this was like kind of a neat way of doing it where, I don't know, you just felt like very realistic, even in like the fantasy world. And it's just fun to, to like, yeah, think of these like secret societies. And like I mentioned like the campus, like it's all part of it. And I, thought of like it's very cinematic like mm-hmm. even though I was listening to it or maybe because I don't know but it felt very le- much like I could see everything in my brain yeah, <laughs> I have I actual like images in my head yeah. from think from reading listening yes, to that book. yeah you can totally picture it but it's really no surprise because I do know that another of her series is on Netflix I yes guess, shadow, shadow and bone, bone which I haven't seen but now I'm oh it's to. so good yeah that's definitely so good definitely on my list but yeah I think that's really it I think I covered all the things I really wanted to say because mainly just like what I was drawn to was the characters the humor and then this sort of like fun genre the this fun age group too like yeah. college like I would totally read more books about um cool college kids that are like like hits all of those like high points of some of the top pop pop culture things that I've loved like Buffy the Mm -hmm. Vampire Slayer like Mm -hmm. you have like the mystery element and then the occult element and then and the humor and the really the character development all of that is in this nice package of like really well written package yes yeah, exactly. So I have to share that uh, once upon a time before I became a librarian, I worked at Dartmouth College. Mm-hmm. Um, not for very long, but I did work at Dartmouth College. And uh, some of the work that I did was uh, doing uh workshops and and um, courses with students. I worked in residence life, but I did uh, workshops and courses with students on um, on diversity issues. And I was invited to give a talk at one of the secret societies. There. Really? So I got to go to one. Yeah. Wait, how secret is it? It's it was secret enough that I had to like meet somebody oh, and then follow them to get into there. It wasn't one Wild. of the like, yeah, so secret right, ones, right, right. but it was, it was, it was a secret society. Like Interesting. I, I couldn't tell you how to get to yeah. their, their space again. Wild. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> but yeah, I think if you if you like YA books and you like fantasy, but you're a grown up, I think you really like this. Yes. I did I do actually have the the sequel on hold right now. Oh. Uh, it was on a bunch of people's top ten lists and I didn't even realize it was out. I didn't I, realize it was out either. Yeah. So uh it has a white rabbit on the cover. I don't have to put my hold on. Can't, couldn't yeah, tell you what have, the cover <laughs> of uh, Ninth House is great. It's like I don't know how to describe it. It's just it's dark. Yeah, but it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, the White Rabbit is not like cute, like Alice in Wonderland yeah, yeah. drawn right <laughs> White Rabbit. It looks. I think it's dead. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. that seems fitting. <laughs> well, do you want to talk about your love next? Sure, I would love to talk about my love, and it's not Dickinson. <laughs> I mean, although I did. Love yeah, that. not allowed. 
Okay, yeah, so about it. this one has, it's like a thing slash a thing slash a thing slash a thing because mm. it was a rabbit hole that I went on before we had recorded another one of the other episodes and I almost picked it and didn't, but then it came up again in my life um, recently and I was like, okay, I have to talk about it. So um, I'm going to be talking about um, using music for people who are neurodivergent, but specifically AD. No, I love, sorry. Yes, <laughs> AD and binaural um, stimulation. So um, there was a TikTok trend probably earlier 2023. Um, I start, it, I mean, it's still around, but it was basically um, songs that people had re-recorded so that they kind of bounce back and forth between speakers. And so they would say, put on your headphones or turn your phone um, to 90 degrees and put it so that you can hear it coming from both sides. So what those are, um, those were all 8D music tracks. And um, that's, it's an audio um, format, audio recording format that's actually been around since 1970s. Um, And I have a really great article about it that I will include in the show notes. but really what it's doing is kind of sending the sound back and forth among the speakers instead of it having um, kind of a fill all the time. And so um, it's surround sound, it's immersive, um, and it feels like almost like there's somebody walking around you as the music is happening. And it's super cool. But the reason it w- became this trend recently is that um, there has been re- research into music um, for people with ADHD. And so there's, I haven't, wasn't able to find studies specifically on 8D music, but binaural beats um, they have done research on. And what that is, is when there are two sounds, um, one is like, 200 hertz and the other is 210 hertz and one is coming through one speaker you like say to your right ear and the other is coming to your left ear and they're close enough that they sound the same but your brain can tell that they're two different sounds and the work that your brain is doing in identifying that sounds kind of helps control some of the the anxiety and um and bouncing around that happens when you have ADHD or if you're autistic and get overstimulated and so the music is helping your brain kind of calm itself down um so it it had come up, um, you know, I had been gone on this big rabbit hole back in the early fall um, where I ended up listening to a ton of 8D music. And then that led me to um, to a bunch of mashups because <laughs> apparently that t- does the same kind of thing. Like when two songs are mashed together and your brain is trying to like separate them and detangle them and listen to them at the same time. Um and so I have a bunch of music in my Spotify playlist. I'm going to include a couple links to them. But um, what I thought was really interesting about all of this is that um, I, a friend of mine sent me a TikTok video you know, a couple weeks ago who, and saying, oh, my gosh, you need to hear this. And so I was sitting there with my headphones and I happened to look at my Fitbit and my heart rate. I have a hummingbird heart. Like, it just always beats really fast. Uh, I might my... my you know, right now it says it's 109. So like it's, well, it's pretty it's fast. fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, when I was listening to the song, it went down to 82. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. Yes. And so then it got me thinking about like that, that piece of using music to, to focus or to reduce anxiety. And so I did read a bunch of articles. Um, There have been so many studies about that and that, well, it's not always like um, 
they haven't always been able to find a statistically significant difference between a control group and a group listening to binaural beats or AD music, but that the perception is that people feel calmer and more able mm-hmm. to focus. Um, and I've been like this my whole life. I've always had to listen to music to do math and to do homework. Like my mom thought it was ridiculous that I would like sit with headphones listening to music while doing homework. Um, but it's just something I've always done. And so thinking that now that there's actual science looking into it is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Plus the music is just super cool. Like I get like incredibly excited when like either both the AD music, but also then, you know, the the mashups where like somebody, some DJ has very like deftly blended two songs mm. together, but I can still tell that there are two, you know, two, sometimes three right. or four songs. Um, and so I just get incredibly like happy when I listen to these and <laughs> so it, that's why it's my love. Um, you know, I, I can sit for hours just listening to ridiculous mashups and AD <laughs> uh, recordings. So um, nice little dopamine boost. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Not only is it, yeah, not only does it help like reduce my heart rate, apparently it yeah. also makes me happy. That's nice. I I think that whole topic's really interesting too, because, and I have talked about it before on the podcast, because it's one of my loves is, is lo-fi girl, yeah. but that's a channel, but lo-fi music in general um, you know, I thought like, oh, this is nice for me. You mm-hmm. know, obviously a lot of other people like it because it's very popular, but like this is nice for my brain. Like I'm able to work and read or like kind of relax while I listen to this. Unlike with other music, right. that could be too distracting. And then, and I think I sent it to you probably around the same time you were in this rabbit hole, but there, there was like another podcast I listened to that talked about, lo-fi music and its relationship with like people who do have neurodivergence or ADHD and like, and, and like you said that it's sort of maybe not like scientifically proven, but they can see that it's working (laughs) to make people like have even just anecdotally, people are able to focus more. And I can tell like when I'm working on something, it's not, not all things, Uh, will it fit for me? But there are times when I'm working on something and I'm like feeling sort of like sluggish almost like this is this task. They're like boring. boring (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is, this is kind of a rote thing. This is kind of, you know, this is taking me longer than I would like. And then I'm like a little light goes off on in my head, like, (laughs) like put on lo-fi music, like, and, and then it's almost immediately, like, I don't think I get like a happy flutter necessarily from it, but I'm very curious to listen to the clips. Yeah. You'll, yeah. Share. I, would, I would definitely like to experience. That. I don't think I could listen to the 8D music and do work because mm-hmm. I think it's almost too interesting to me. Yeah. 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 Um, I have a, a, a playlist that I created called um, instrumental music for reading, for reading and mathing. <laughs> You've shared that yes. one with me. Um, and I add things to that from time to time. And and actually, every once in a while, I have to take something off because if it's too interesting, like if it's a song mm-hmm. and I'm like, where did I hear yep. this before? I need, yeah, to, yeah, I yeah. need to remember what show this was on. <laughs> then, yeah. that, then that doesn't work. But, um, you know, just enough that kind of keeps my brain going while I'm doing things. Like I use, anytime I'm doing spreadsheets, I mm-hmm. have to yes. have music. Yeah. 
Totally that came yeah. to mind. But man, I, I am all about these, you know, 8D and mashups and related because I also went onto this other like sidetrack on <laughs> dubstep, which is this particular style of like music that is mm-hmm. a particular beat and um, style of bass line. I am all about really deep bass lines. Like yeah. I get, I get yeah, giggly. It's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really fun. Awesome. All right. What did you well, definitely, yeah, definitely oh, share yeah. those links. I will. Yes. Um, I love <laughs> this really weird candy. Ooh. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was like a few weeks ago, and um, a favorite pastime in my house is to watch YouTube videos, and my I particularly too. like, yeah, they're just you know good little quick snippets. But this one, I really like, you know, like making how to make things. Making I was say, your videos of, are probably very different than the ones that are in my house, which be, are all like, yeah. uh, <laughs> like Pokemon. Oh, lots yeah. of Pokemon. Like looking yeah. for shinies in uh, yeah. Pokemon games. Yeah, I've never watched a Pokemon. <laughs> That's true. Uh, no, this is like you know it'll be like I'll watch almost like you know how are pencils made? How are you know? There's like a really Ooh. cool one on glass ornaments recently, like hand blown in Germany. But this was how to, how uh, they make this particular candy um, at a candy store that's like in Florida. And, um, and it's called drop candy. So they're little hard candies and they like come out of this like totally old fashioned, like crank machine and like in a little strip. And then they get dropped on the counter and that's how they break apart. I saw one of those. So, yeah. So that's why they're called like cough drops. Um, oh really yeah yeah so anyway this particular video that my husband and I just were watching like it looked fun we're like oh let's watch that making of candy video and it just so happened it was about an assortment that this company called Lofty Pursuits and I'll put in the link um, but they make this assortment that was inspired by um the movie, the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie, where he has the three course dinner gum. Oh my gosh. And, <laughs> yeah. And it's called Pure Imagination, a full meal as candy. <laughs> and this is a four course meal. Ooh, fancy. Of, yeah. So you get this little baggie with different uh, flavors. Um, you've got candied ham, sweet corn, <laughs> the face Christie's making, apple cider. And blueberry pie. Yeah, apple cider. I could do the, and, the corn one too. <laughs> um, the quote from the website says, like everything we make, it's perfect and sometimes confusing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the kind of thing like I love. And I think we've talked about this before. I don't know if on the podcast or just in person, but like I like weird flavored things. I don't necessarily like the flavors. I like to try them. So yes. like <laughs> I loved the Coca-Cola Museum when I was in Atlanta because there's like this space where you get to try all different the, sodas yeah. from all over the world. And there are all these like interesting flavors we don't get around here. So I was like, oh, that looks so fun that I totally want to try that. Didn't really think about it. But then I got some in my stocking. Yay. At, uh, Christmas. Um, so yeah, like totally weird and really fun. So the ham <laughs> is more like, it's like smoky kind of bacony thing. Yeah, no, thank you. And but I can see that there are people who would like it. It's not, it's not yummy. Like I'm, I'm it's not, not yummy. <laughs> it's not, it's not bad. Like it's not disgusting, but it's weird and 
for me, I'm not like, give me some more of that ham candy. Like, <laughs> I was like, I want to try it. And, you know, we tried it first. Like, we did it as the meal, right? We had the ham first. Okay, corn. <laughs> Sorry. No, we, oh, well, you have to take a break. Okay, deep breaths. Um, <laughs> the corn was like surprisingly good but then again i'm like i love the popcorn jelly oh bowl. me too yes so yes. well i mean slow your roll because the corn oh. it was good to me it's like sweet it's a little buttery but it also has pepper flakes in it so you're like sucking on this hard wow. candy and then like even brian was like it kind of feels like there's sand in my candy but yeah. i liked it i like the corn um am i like want a whole bag of corn candy no but i like I, it was like uh the you know dark horse um okay the apple cider is obviously good yeah it's because it's sweet it's good but it also has a little fizz to it Ooh. so it's kind of like a carbonated cider it's yummy and then the blueberry pie is really good too it's not just blueberry though and they talk about this in the video it's does sort of have like this buttery uh, pastry flavor to it. Fascinating. How they do this stuff. Magic. But, it's all magic. And it was, we were having them, um, you know, my husband and I having them together one night and we're just like, just like the scene in the movie where we're just like, it's just like ham. <laughs> like, you know, you pop one in your mouth and you're like, oh my God, buttered corn. Like, but except that we didn't turn into a giant blueberry. Well, that's good. Um, Thank goodness. But yeah, it was totally fun. And it was like, you know, of then I got onto my own rabbit into my own rabbit hole where I was like, "What else? Like, I want I want to know more weird flavors <laughs> that they have." Oh, and I should add, we also got he got the champagne flavor, Ooh. so we could have those on New Year's Eve, and that was fun too because that was like like a li little more fizzy. I like a fizzy candy. Yeah. Um, he gave uh, a thing of tangerine sours to his stepmom and they tried them. I wasn't there and I'm super jealous because I love sour candy. I do too. And he said they were super sour and they have like kind of a um, dusted sugar coating. Oh, cool. oh, you just knew I could tell by the picture, like those are sour. And then my friend Laura, who is a, um, is one of our Patreon supporters. So shout out to Laura. This is your um, personalized <laughs> <laughs> like just like my sleep story no it's just she loves pickles and i saw no. on their website that they have a dill pickle no candy. yep and so she's ordering those so i'm very curious i hope i get to try that oh man um, i wish i had discovered those before or heard about them before the holidays because i would have i would have got some for my husband and kids next year next yeah year. they have like a ton of different flavors and assortments um but this i'm i definitely want to uh, order some more and I want some sour candy, but they had like all sorts of, you know, traditional things and wacky yeah. things too. But yeah, that's my love. I just love like, would I buy pure imagination <laughs> candy as a meal, meal as a candy again for myself? No. <laughs> I think it would be a fun, like it's a fun gift to give other people who, you it's know, it's like the like weird things. Um, the Brock's made like a turkey dinner candy corn. 
I vaguely remember that. I did not try them because I, did I not try that either. Don't like candy corn anyway. <laughs> I feels like you're eating wax, and yeah. I don't enjoy that. I but, like candy corn, but I had no desire to eat that. Uh, I don't know why this is different. <laughs> Maybe because it's a hard candy. Yeah, I, I feel like I would be more willing to try hard candy, weird flavors. Yeah. Um, my favorite candy corn story. Um, is one of my kids. You have a favorite. Candy I have a favorite candy corn <laughs> candy corn story. Uh, one of my kids, when they were little, uh, tried some, and they're like, "This candy corn tastes like poop." Can I have, <laughs> can I have some more candy corn? <laughs> every, every like every once in a while, I find it on Facebook memories, and I that laugh so, so hard because that is exactly how I feel about candy corn. Except for the like, can I try more of it? Yeah, you don't have more. <laughs> no. It is in. I was going to say an acquired taste. It's not really. I don't think so. Like, <laughs> you either love it or hate it. So now what do we do? Like, can do we have to, like, package candy and send it to all of our listeners? Why? Why do you? Well, because, you know, we're sharing the music. <laughs> like, we share the candy. Let's not over-deliver. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we will have our giveaway. That's true. So, um, and the way you want to uh, enter that is to go to our Instagram page. This not is not handle <laughs> at this spot is overdue. And um, how else can people support us, Christy? Oh, so they can have send us emails at this pod is overdue at gmail.com. They can support us on Patreon or Ko-Fi slash coffee slash whatever you however you say it. Um, and um, you know, by sharing the podcast, subscribing, leave a uh, if you want to rate it, that would be fantastic. Rate and leave a review. Um, anything you do helps people learn about the podcast. I just found out that somebody, uh, somebody, it came. To, the story came to me that um, our podcast showed up at, on their feed, and that is super exciting to me. But oh, that like only, a recommendation. Yeah, that only happens when when you rate and review. So um, even if you can't, um, you know, support us through Patreon or Ko-Fi, um, you can review us and share the podcast with people you know. Yeah. And just, you know, let us know you're listening. Yes, follow yeah, us on say hi. That way we know we're not um, talking and to avoid. We're okay with that too. Though. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking to each other. That's true. So that's, yeah. always, that's always fun. So thank you for. Yeah. Thank you so for always. listening. Happy reading. Happy reading, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to This Podcast is Overdue with Christy and April. Bye, everyone. Happy reading. And we hope to hear from you. And I said that we hope to see you at our next podcast. Oh, my gosh. Well, that is like, we went to the movies the other day and they said, enjoy the movie. And I said, you too. <laughs> when you get to go to the movies again. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Just-